You ever see that movie Doctor Strange? Ah, uh, it's very good. You know Love how he that. has that cape that helps him out? Yeah, the, the magical cape that has sentience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this magical cape, and every time he's in trouble, uh, this magical cape comes and helps him out because he's a good dude, and the cape likes what he's doing. That's awesome. Yeah, you can kind of do that for this show. What? You could be our magical cape? You could be our magical cape and help us keep the show going and help us grow the show. To find out how, go to patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. Be our magical cape! So I'm very excited. You're like a Jeff Keighley over I'm here. Like, uh, I'm like the Jeff Keighley of anime. <laughs> <laughs> this is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. We have talked about this before, Jeff. Uh, memory is a weird thing. Yes. And not just because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's stupid. <laughs> it will fuck with you. And anybody that thinks otherwise is deluding themselves and probably can't remember correctly. Yeah, they're remembering it incorrectly. Uh, this is a story that was sent in by Keith Eric Bibbs. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, Bibbs. Uh, the Bibbs. The Bibber. Do it for the Bibber. I'm trying. That's the old sports reference. I'm attempting to. To do it for the Bibber. Um, and this is about the nature of memory. Because... We can't really figure out how memory works. We don't know why we have it. Can I tell you something, Anthony? The more I learn about memory, the more in doubt the entire experience of living is becoming. Oh, you want to go down an existential hellhole crisis? Yeah. Think about how memories and thoughts and dreams work. Right. And just cower in a corner for a day. <laughs> it's all... I like to do that once a month at least. You know how in movies sometimes there's a uh, unreliable narrator? Yeah. We're all the unreliable narrator. Oh, sure. All of us, all the time. We've talked before about how uh, just the act of retrieving a memory and replaying a memory changes yeah. the memory. Have you... I don't want to go too far afield here before you introduce the story, but have you... I feel like just lately I've noticed a couple of times where... Uh, I thought I thought of something and it turns out I heard someone tell me the thing and, and I'm like, what a narcissistic fuck I am that I just, I remembered it as me thinking yeah. of it. And no, then later on I realized, this. no, 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 that other person in the room said it and I thought it was a good idea. And then I just, my mind went, nope, it's no, yours. It's mine. Belongs yeah. to me now. I owned that. I yeah. thought of it. And now I will retell this story all the time about my <laughs> yes. cool idea. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've remembered, I've quote unquote, remembered things that uh, actually happened to relatives or friends, but like the whole idea of the fact that we have persistent memory at all yeah. is crazy. Uh, this story is from Big Think. If, if you guys don't follow, or if you all don't follow Big Think, uh, they have a great YouTube channel. It's a great site yeah. where they talk about kind of big scientific questions. And that make you think. That make you think in a big way. Yeah. I get the name now. Thank you Finally. for taking me through that. You're welcome. I really appreciate these times that we have together. <laughs> um, here's what's up. Memory is a sophisticated process. It involves several brain systems, right? Uh, we don't know exactly how, but the, one of the most perplexing things is proteins within the brain mm -hmm. don't last longer than a couple of minutes. Right. And if proteins don't last longer than a couple of minutes, how do we have memories that last forever? <laughs> if everything in your brain is changing every few minutes, right. why is memory persistent? That's a great question. Is there an answer? Uh, there is the beginning of an answer, Jeff, Ooh. that this story from uh, the, that the bib sent us. And it says our memory may come from an ancient virus. What? Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is the kind of headline where I'm just like, let me dig into it. Cause this <laughs> is either, 
This is either crazy or it's clickbait or it's just, it's that good shit. <laughs> Before syphilis, nobody remembered anything. Yeah, yeah. Until the first case of syphilis, <laughs> nobody had any memories. There's no reason to remember anything because you could just uh, be with anybody you wanted. It's so nuts. You're like, wait, uh, I need to remember this because this does not feel good at all. So here's what's up. There was an international collaboration by researchers from uh, the University of Utah, the University of Copenhagen, and the Laboratory of Molecular Biology in the UK. And they found something strange about a protein called ARC. ARC, we don't know exactly how, but we know that it's essential to long-term memory. We know that if we remove the ARC protein from mice, they don't have memories that last longer than 24 hours. Okay. If you are not making enough ARC, you do not have long-term memory. It's like that guy in Memento. It's the Memento. It's, yeah, it was ARC related, I think. Probably. It was probably ARC related. Yeah. And then he had the tattoo that told him, he's like, ARC is the protein that he's like, <laughs> out of all the things, this feels like the least important one to tattoo on my body. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, it gives me a little bit of comfort <laughs> to sort of know a- pro- maybe what's going on yeah. with me, but uh, mm, I'd rather find my wife's killer. <laughs> uh, so ARC we know has something to do with long-term memory. And so they wanted to figure out a little bit about how ARC works. Okay. Um, and it turns out, so we know that it's important, but we didn't know, because we didn't really know what its molecular function was. We didn't know what its evolutionary origins were. So now we know. It's a virus? We got it from a virus? They think that a chance encounter occurring hundreds of millions of years ago. Uh-huh created long-term memory and created arc and the way it works. This Me. chance encounter. Missed encounters. Yeah. Me, guy who can't remember anything. You, you. A virus. complex protein. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a red hat, I think. I don't know. I don't I remember. I don't remember what I was wearing, but I think you were there, but I can't see you because you're very small. You're a protein. Hit me up. Let's do this again. My phone number is forgotten in, in the annals of time. Um, so... They used uh, electromicroscopy and they found out, based on images that they took, that the way ARC assembles itself looks a lot like how the HIV virus wow. uh, actually operates. Huh. So this is a protein that is supposedly acting like a virus. Now, viruses kind of invade systems, right? And they, they take their own genetic material and they spread it throughout a host organism, basically. Yeah. And that's how viruses work. ARC is somehow doing the same thing. That's crazy. So this is a protein in our bodies. They believe that 350 to 400 million years ago, uh, there was this retrovirus that injected its genetic material into some creature, some early creature. Yeah, yeah some creature that didn't have a memory? Some creature that had no, just me- no long-term yeah. memory. And then that fusion created a created, creature that could remember from moment to moment. And then that got passed down. Wow. This virus basically got passed down. Right. Because it's evolutionarily advantageous to be able to remember things. Exactly. And what's crazy about this virus, so viruses, um, they basically, uh, they travel around these things called uh, capsins, which are, um, they're basically capsules, right? So it's this hard outer crunchy candy, se- candy shell. And inside this shell, it's hollow except for the genetic material of this virus. So what's going on in our bodies with, with this protein ARC uh-huh. is ARC is creating these shells to transport itself 
along our dendrites, which are those long kind of veiny tree trunky looking things that come out from our synapses. Right. They're the things that connect it together. Yeah. These little capsules of, 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 of arc protein and arc data are moving in between and injecting themselves into our synapses. Which is why a memory can be semi-permanent, even though the material around it is recycling every few hours. Exactly. It's a virus. Memory is a virus, Jeff, to be oh, eradicated. Shit. Does that mean we can do like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind type shit and just like eradicate that virus? We have no idea. Wipe those memories clean? We have no idea. That so, is a um, wild idea. I mean, that's a wild concept that you would not think that an outside source mm-hmm. got into our brains yeah. and created memory. That is just that's just mind blowing. And remember, like I'm, I'm, we're talking about a protein, so it doesn't have like it doesn't have like DNA. Like proteins right. create, but it has like a it has RNA. Right. So it has this this little you know it's it's crazy. It's crazy to me that there is just this little protein that works like a virus that spreads. And because it spreads, we get to keep our memories and we may not have even had memory. Right. Here's what's crazy. Uh, Part of this study shows that fruit flies and other insects, even though we, our ancestors somehow got long-term memory 350 million years ago, fruit flies got it 150 million years ago. Whoa. It happened independently somehow. What? It's entirely possible that we could have just not had long-term memory. Wow. I wonder what- What? That is crazy. It feels like an an entirely new frontier for determining what causes memory breakdown, what causes memories to deteriorate over time, why I can't recall in exact detail even things that happened yesterday. Why I do I need to connect sense. a tile to everything I have? <laughs> exactly. Why do I have, this is not, this is not hashtag spawn, but I literally have a tile in every single thing. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's gone. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. gone. So more virus, more memory, more virus, more memory, more arc protein, more long-term memory potentially. Yeah. But this is another thing is like, now we have to figure out exactly why this works the way it does. Because, yeah. because how are these proteins carrying long-term memory in them? How is memory being carried? What is, the, stor- it, what is the storage medium of memory? Well, uh, having seen the Pixar film, uh, inner, what is that? In, in, inner, you can't even remember. What is it? I can't remember it. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, inside Out. Inside Out. Have you not uh, seen the Pixar film Inside Out? I think you're thinking of Ratatouille. I am thinking of Ratatouille because I'm hungry. Yeah. But in Inside Out, all, all the memories are little, uh, little, little, little orbs. orbs. The little orbs. So maybe they like, were closer than they thought to the real answer that it's a virus of orbs. Little it's a, capsules. It's a virus of orbs. Yeah. That's all it is. Everything's it's a, vi- a virus it's of an orbs. Orb, it's orbs all the way down, baby. Um, what, a, what a world that might exist were humans to continue to have, I mean, I understand that it would have happened in a completely different way, but can you imagine just no memory? We're just all living completely in the moment. Yeah, I can. <laughs> it's crazy. It's basically like, I mean, it's basically me at 14. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Where she's like, want, do want, do need. I'm do. just jumping off roof now. Don't <laughs> jump off roof now. Last time you jump off roof, it hurt. No last time. Do. No last time. Jump off roof now. <laughs> I jump off roof. I eat this thing. Don't eat that thing. Thing, not food. I don't care. 
I do, do. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. And it's crazy. And now we have to figure out, well, we know that if we remove this protein entirely, long-term memory goes away, but can you have too much of this protein? What does that do? Because we know that things have to, there has to be some sort of homeostasis. There's a proper right. amount of this stuff. There has to be some sort of side, like, could we give somebody that has long-term memory issues? Could we just somehow uh, boost the production of ARC yeah. and help fix their memory? Or would that not work? What other systems are working along with this protein and how is the, have the systems of our brain grown along with this protein over the last hundreds of millions of years to work together? Right. right. Because it, it's not all just this protein. It has something to do with the other systems of our memory. Man, I want more people to study this because I want to know the answers. This is fascinating to me. I'm also fascinated by how I mean, we know n almost nothing about how all this stuff works. I don't we know don't, a goddamn thing, Jeff. We I've also been don't even it for know five hundred or so episodes. That's <laughs> true. We have been saying that a lot. We don't even know what's memory and what isn't memory. I mean, just defining memory is hard because is it the the story that we tell ourselves of what happened yesterday? Mm -hmm. Is it the fact that if you toss uh, a ball at me, I'll reach up and grab it because I remember to catch a ball or yeah. is there something else going on? Is language a memory or is it something else happening inside the brain? Well, I think it all, it all requires memory and it all requires different types of memory. It all right. requires a certain reflexive memory. It all requires a short-term memory, long-term memory. Yeah. But like, are those, I mean, we, we, and they're all, and we know that they're all somehow different systems. They they're, are. That's the point I'm trying to make is that they're different systems. systems and we lump them under one heading of memory. But mm -hmm. I think that's a misnomer in most cases because we're talking about vastly different things that operate in vastly different ways inside the brain. Well, I think that's what's crazy is over the last 20 years, especially with uh, with mapping of the brain and being able to to study proteins in more depth and being able to study DNA in more in more depth. And we are now learning that, like, we had one basic term for things or a basic understanding of certain things. Yeah. And now we have to like break that down. Yeah. We have to break it down the same way we initially like had to break down the animal kingdom further and further and further. We had yeah. to break down the, the periodic table further and further and further. It's like, okay, memory under memory. What are the subheadings? What are the subsystems? Yeah. And how do we study them separately? So the data doesn't, it's almost like, it's almost like when you are, when you're trying to troubleshoot something on your computer, but there are two problems going on. Yeah. Like bad two, memory. And those two problems are, uh, yeah. Like let's say for instance, bad memory, <laughs> uh, but also like a software issue. Right. Yeah. And you're troubleshooting them. Like they're the same thing. Like there is one problem with your computer. Right. There is one problem with your car's engine. Right. Well, and then you dig into it and you go, Oh shit. I was approaching this. Like it was one problem. Right. But there are four problems. But th there's it, the metaphor even extends beyond that, because if we think of it as we're, we're, we're understanding more and more that the human body that we call me mm -hmm. or you is an assemblage of a whole bunch of different creatures and, yeah. you know, organisms and microbes that are all hanging out, contributing to, to stuff that the, the little microbes inside your gut are affecting your mood and your behavior. And that, so if you think of it that way, it'd be more like not even calling your computer a computer, but understanding that these independent processors and, and the graphics card is doing graphics card stuff. And it just happens to be affecting the overall behavior. Of, it's like trying to troubleshoot the entire internet. 
Yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to take a look at what's wrong with the internet today and fix it. And the yeah. internet is made up of billions of computers. Right. And they're all interacting and you're just like, and I think I can fix this. Operating semi-autonomously, semi but just influencing one another obliquely. I don't understand how any researcher or scientist or doctor doesn't just get bogged down and, and paralyzed by all this information. Right. As we find out more and more about this stuff, it's like, and also I, I have to wonder if there's some sort of like practitioner's guilt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we've been like, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a psychologist or maybe I'm a surgeon or maybe I'm a general practitioner. And we've always gone about, uh, diagnosing and treating a problem in a specific way. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, oh shit, problem comes from eight different systems that could right. be eight different problems. How do you not get some sort of like practitioner's guilt where you're like, well, fuck, <laughs> I gave a lot of bad information to a lot of bad people. It was yeah. the best information I had at the time. Right. I wish I had known more. Have I, have I hurt anybody inadvertently? <laughs> like that sort yeah. of thing. Like, I, I mean, wonder how that works. I think intention goes a long way to mitigating that, but you're right. It's, it's, it's uh, a crazy <laughs> a crazy place to be in. It's it's sort of the inverse of Dunning-Kruger, right? Mm-hmm. It's the more you know about something, the more you realize you don't know anything about anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be fascinating to be somebody who's trying to study memory right now because you're eventually you're you're essentially trying to create a theory of memory out of almost whole cloth. We yeah. have very basic ideas about it. Yeah. And and something like this where it's like, "Hey, not only do we know that memory works in a completely different way or uses a completely different thing than we thought. We also now know that proteins can act like viruses in certain situations. And it's like, what do we do with that? Like, that's a crazy huge discovery in and of itself. That's wild. And it's, and how do I just fucking use fewer tiles? Yeah. How do you find your keys, man? I don't know. I've never, listen, I've abandoned entire cars. Yeah. I've left them. (laughs) <laughs> I've just been like, that's not my car anymore. That car belongs to the world. It belongs to the sea. It's, it's grown in independence from every, I can't human. open that car. It's just going to live on its who own. Who knows who can, you know what they say? If you love something, set it free. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find your keys, also set it free. Also buy a new car. Yeah. That's what they say. Uh, this is a pretty mind blowing thing. And I, you know, here's my thing. I think you've just listened to us sit around for 15 minutes trying to wrap our heads around it. And we kind of can't. Yeah. How are you doing with it? Are you okay? (laughs) Are you hungry? Don't worry. You won't remember this tomorrow. Are you tired? What what is the more mind blowing aspect of this to you? The fact that we found out uh, how this protein influences memory or the fact that we found out that a protein acts as a virus. Like what about this? Yeah. Are you having the hardest time wrapping your head around? What do you think is the craziest thing about this story? You can let us know on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. You can also uh, share your opinions and thoughts and feelings about this story and many, many other things on either our subreddit or our Facebook group. We put up official posts to discuss every episodes and those you can, are super official. They're super official. Yeah. They're notarized. And then you can also just discuss whatever you feel with other concerned citizens. In an unofficial way. And hey, have you uh, reviewed the show? On the old uh, iTunes or really any platform you want. iTunes is preferred. I've stopped using iTunes completely. Wow, but don't you stop using it. No. No, you go to iTunes and you review this show and you give it five stars because we need that. Get it. It 
It's there's it's algorithms, baby. You That's how they the do algorithm. it. We need new listeners. We need to spread the word. We need to be the virus you see in your brain. Please make us into a virus by spreading us as liberally as possible. The yeah. way you do that is you write us a, a, a five star review on your platform of choice. It doesn't really even matter what you say there because no. nobody reads that. No, instead, give us a memory that you think probably isn't real that you remember. <laughs> give us five stars and then a memory that you know isn't real that you remember. Like a like a Blade Runner. Yeah. Be a Blade Runner. Be a Blade Runner. And help the show.